0: Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. Folks, welcome to a
1: very, very special edition of the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. We are live from the Leia Healthcare City Spectacular in Marion Square. The sun is out. We've got massive crowds here. And we have an amazing, amazing guest He's going to chat all things health to us. Johnny Sexton, welcome to the Real Help podcast.
0: Thanks for having me. Yeah. How's Thanks, it going? Uh, good, all good.
1: So uh, you're just coming out of, I suppose, off season into the pre-season training. Talk to us about how how does downtime look for you? What do you do in your downtime uh, when you're not training, when you have a couple of weeks off? How does that look?
0: This year we had a uh, we had three weeks holiday. Um, um. And i suppose the short holiday was so we didn't get too out of shape and when we came back then we had two weeks really hard training which we've just sort of completed and then we had another week off which is our fourth week holiday um and that fourth week you're kind of because you've started your training you kind of don't want to lose too much so you you kind of keep training anyway so uh, kind of a sneaky way to give you holidays the the snc staff but uh, it's been brilliant like guys the year that's in it with the World Cup, uh, you know, you're not going to want to get too far out of shape anyway, and have to do all the hard work to get it back. So.
1: And do you train in the off season? So if you're if you're on holidays with with your family, do you train every day? Do you sit by the pool and read a book? Do you? A you
0: bit think? of every, a bit of everything. First week off, we were told to do nothing, so we did absolutely nothing. Uh, we were allowed to eat what we want, go out, have a few drinks with with our mates. So I the the ten year reunion from when Leinster won the Highland Cup. Uh, is it 10 years yeah so we I'm... had that which was which was brilliant to catch up with all the, the guys that I played with years ago and uh, second week then you're encouraged to get doing a little bit of training and stop maybe having a few drinks and then the last week is pretty much full on training you know every day a little bit every day and uh, yeah with, with relaxing you know it's when you've got three kids by the pool it's not as relaxing <laughs> as it used to be but it's, uh, it's different and it keeps you active and uh, you know I really enjoyed my holidays this year
1: and do you find... I know it was your birthday uh, earlier on this week, wasn't it? I'm not going to reveal the age.
0: 31. 31, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, with the age... I, as you've gotten older, how has, I suppose, training changed and your approach to training changed? So Brian Andruska was saying last week that for the latter end of his career, there was a, a bigger emphasis on recovery, a bigger emphasis on Pilates and kind of stretching-based workouts and stuff like that. Have you seen a change in your own training?
0: I think so. I think the, the older you get, the more you have to look after your body. But also... I think you get more professional but that's only just because you get more educated and sometimes I wish I knew when I was younger what I know now and I feel like but that's the path you have to take and everyone's probably the same but some of these young guys that are coming through into the academy straight away uh, they're just so professional and I, mm-hmm. like, we wouldn't have been like that years ago and you referred to Brian I think Brian was his most professional probably when he was retiring you know what I mean and he's probably even more professional now and uh, he is retired but uh I think that just comes with experience and the need to have to look after yourself a bit better.
1: And what would you change then? So you say that, you know, if you you could go back, you would change certain things for your younger self. What would the changes be?
0: Well, obviously the the experiences that you get from learning from different guys over the years, you know, when you get the, the, probably the most professional guy I ever played with was Jamie Mm Heaslip and, you know, someone like Paul O'Connell, the a professional, Dunnick Callan, these great pros that you learn so much from. And then guys like even Brad Thorn coming into Leinster as a 37 year old, and you learn what he's doing to keep going at that age, and you just pick up these things. So obviously, you would love to have those experiences when you're 19, 20, and see, you know, but you got to learn lessons, I suppose, the hard way in many ways. And you, I've had periods where I've struggled with injury. I've had periods where, you know, I've had, you know, seasons where I don't get injured. But uh, you know, you learn stuff all along the way. Yeah.
1: Is there an aspect of training that you love? Or that you hate that you don't that you hate. Well, Hate's pretty bit of a strong word, but that you don't like. Like what? what you know, what, is it the strength and conditioning, or is it the cardiovascular, or is there just stuff that you just don't like to do?
0: I don't want to contradict myself. I, I hate the fitness, but I love it when you get it done. Okay. So before you do it, you hate it. You get nervous. You get butterflies. You think, why do I do this? But then you do it. It's hard. You get through it. You know, you're there obviously with forty other teammates, so it's a bit easier. Uh, but then after it, the feel good factor of of exercise and. Mm-hmm. Then you want to go and do it again, and but you still get that nervousness and horrible feeling before it. But uh, so, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and were you always driven?
1: That's a question I, I wanted to ask you. So when you were younger, when you were St Mary's, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So were you always as driven to be the very best in your field, or the very best in your position when you were younger, coming up through maybe thirteens and junior cups and senior cups, or was that something that came later on in your in your career?
0: Yeah, I think I was always very. Driven with whatever I did probably came from, you know, parents or uncles and aunties being competitive individuals. And, uh, yeah, so I was always very competitive and driven. But I think I never knew sort of when I was 18, 19 and I wanted to be a professional rugby player, mm-hmm. I had no idea how to do it. And, you know, I probably wasn't living up to what I should have been in terms of my lifestyle, habits, you know, diet, all those things. But like I said, you, you do the hard work, well, and you teach and you get to learn things as you go along, and uh, I suppose I'm a much better pro now than I was back then. Okay.
1: Well, one of the things I'm intrigued by, and I, I was really looking forward to chatting about, was match day uh, pressure and how you handle it. Like we're at home on the couch, when we're watching, we're watching the games. We're kind of half covering our eyes when you're going to do some, you know, a really difficult kick or whatever. The last minute of the ma- towards the end of the match, and it's really important. I'm fascinated how you handle that, and. Maybe chat us through the routine that you go through before you kick, and that period of time. For example, like, do you hear the crowd or the Are you zoned out from the crowd or how does that? How do you handle it?
0: No, you can you can hear the crowd. Uh, you know, you do so. You hear people talking about going into the zone and all those things, and you know, often some of the best moments I've had in my career, I actually can't really remember it through my own. Experience, You know what I mean? I go and watch it on TV and I see it. I go, wow, that, that looks a bit different to how I imagined it was. Um, but I think your whole career, your whole week just becomes a routine. That's the one thing. And it's the, the times and the stages in your career where you come into a bit of trouble with form or injury. It's when your routine gets a bit knocked out of sync where you pick up a groin strain or a quad strain and you mm-hmm. can't practice and then your whole routine is out of kilter and then you pay the price for it on a saturday often um so yeah it, i suppose like i said like i have a very fixed routine monday tuesday wednesday with my kicking uh taper down a bit towards the game thursday friday and then i have a very specific routine the morning like the morning of a game the, the warm-up for a game okay. and you get confidence through that routine and you know he's done your prep and every time you do your prep well you get good results, so uh, it sounds boring, but that is really uh, what, what, what being a kicker is all about, doing the right amount of practice uh, making sure you're mentally prepared and for me, when I'm feel confident and mentally prepared, it's when I've done the hard work and my body's allowed me to do the hard work and I get great confidence in that.
1: Right, so it's through planning
0: prep that relaxes you almost, it's a relaxant? Exactly, it's a bit sort of you know, uh Yeah, like you get sort of relaxed with the fact that you're doing the hard work. You know what I mean? I'm not actually going and lying down and relaxing. I do that at other times as well. But I get relaxed and I get comfort in my preparation and doing hard work. And that allows me when I am off in the evening time or with my kids that I can really concentrate on them and and park rugby to one side. And what about the
1: difficult uh, days? Uh, Our listeners, the people in the crowd in terms of health, will all have those where you get a curveball and maybe your fitness plans go off, off, off kilter. For you, and off like for example, during a match, it may be missing a kick. How do you get back on track from that? Do you have a met method or a, do you have a, a way of getting yourself back into the zone or just move on and forget about it?
0: Yeah, it's probably the hardest thing, even at my stage of my career. And, uh, you know, still the hardest thing is to move on from mistakes and, you know, bad games or bad moments and... Uh, that's the big challenge really with every sport if you can move on from mistakes and sort of go back into what you want and as opposed to what you want to avoid uh, I think that's a good headspace as a kid trying to get on stage here. us here Hi. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's the hardest part about sport and it's something that we're still working on we work incredibly hard on with Ireland is that sort of mindfulness we, we do a lot of you know meditation and wow. uh, mindfulness in camp uh, we get encouraged to do it by ourselves and I suppose kicking is in many ways, you know, mindfulness, you know, breathing to try and block out some negative thoughts, try and get some positive thoughts and images in your head, and uh, it's something that I've become a little bit better at over the years. Okay, so with age comes experience and comes kind of confidence in some respects. And learning, learning new things. You know, this probably got brought into us maybe four or five years ago, and you know, I used to lie there doing mindfulness meditation. I used to plan my day. It was like the total opposite of what I was meant to be doing and I just said I can't do it I'm not very good at it but it's just you know one step at a time and now you know I do it not every day but I try and do it as often as I can okay well wow. folks you're listening to the Real Health Podcast
1: in association with Leia Healthcare with me Carl Henry we're live from the Leia he- uh, City Spectacular in Marion Square delighted to be joined by Johnny Sexton um, is there and this is a horrible question but I have to ask you because I'm intrigued Uh when you look back over your career to date, is there a, a, a particular favourite high point, or something that you reflect on? And you think that was an amazing day, or an amazing match, or an amazing moment, or is it? You know, is, is there one that stands out?
0: Uh, it's very hard to pick one. I yeah, think it's a horrible question. And it's very hard. Or a to few. Pick. Yeah, often the the best memories you have as a rugby player, I find anyway. I'm not sure if everyone's the same. It's not the moment that you lift a trophy, or you win a match, or the the big dramatic moment it's the moments in the dressing room after the game and the week after where you're celebrating or you're you know enjoying your time with your teammates and your family and your friends and you've done a year of hard work to get whether it's a European Cup win or a Grand Slam anything like that it's the moments after so often when you talk about uh, a Heineken Cup win or a Grand Slam I think of the celebration or the dressing room okay. after I don't actually think about the game too much which is wow. I don't know if it's right or wrong uh, or it's a good way to be but they are the moments that you live for as a as a professional athlete and uh, I'm just really grateful that I've been in great teams over the years and had a had a chance to experience some good days mm-hmm. how do you deal with um, the pressure of
1: of when you're on the pitch and you know that they're coming for you and as such an important player, like I, we watch the matches all the time, and it, you can almost sense the fact that they're going for that the flanker and the number eight and whatever they're going to be heading towards you at full tilt. How do you how do you handle the nerves are probably the wrong word, but how do you handle the how do you handle
0: that pressure? Pressure, pressure yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I've dealt with it since I was you know 16. You know, I was I played. I was a part of the senior cup squad of Mary's when I was sixteen. Sixteen, yeah, oh, wow. which is an under eighteen, and uh, so I had that where I was a small guy and I had the the six years even in training running at me and the coach seeing if I could tackle and you know live with the big boys and then you go on to you get targeted because you're the young guy in the mm-hmm. team and uh, I sort of dealt with it sort of through the years um, and at different times it gets heightened or you know at different times it goes away. It depends who you're playing really, but. Uh, no, it's something that's part of the game. I think most of it is fairly legal at times. You know, at times Sometimes. it's borderline. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it's not nothing. you can't get away with anything malicious or dirty in the game anymore with the with the TMO and with the referees and all that. So, uh, yeah, often it's uh, all legal and, you know, it's been me just being, I suppose, strong enough and, and robust enough to deal with it and get up and, and, and get going again. You talked there in terms of strength. Talk us through
1: a normal training week. Um, I know we were in with the lancer uh, with, uh, with Daniel the dietitian and the strength and conditioning coach a couple of months ago but how does your how does a normal week for Johnny Sexton look in terms of training?
0: At the moment it's yeah. it's way more geared up towards you know gym and uh, you know strength speed all yeah. those things. So at the moment we're doing we're pretty much doing two sessions every day. Oh. Uh, you know maybe on a Wednesday we only do one but it can be anything from I know tomorrow now we'll go in and we've got a a sort of speed and power session in the morning and then in the afternoon we've got a gym session and then at the back end of the gym we tag in some skills and mm-hmm. um, you know out with the coaches on the on the pitch working on some things uh, Tuesday will be then probably another weight session in the morning and a rugby session in the afternoon which will be sort of mixed in with uh, we call it like Metcon which is like you know get up up down off the ground yep. hit the bags sort of rugby rugby specific stuff then Wednesday will be tapered off a little bit probably Priority stuff for guys, and then Thursday and Friday is pretty much repeat. Monday, Tuesday, and uh, okay. then Saturday, Sunday is off. Like I love this time of year because often in in season you do your work during the week, and then the real stuff starts the weekend, and you got the pressure coming in as the week builds. But in preseason, when Friday comes lunchtime, you get released, and you have nothing Saturday, Sunday. My biggest challenge is dealing with three young kids. Uh, so it was my next question. There's no yeah. pressure with matches, there's no expectation, there's nothing, uh, so I love this time of year, it's, it's, the, it's okay. the, probably a break for me in many ways.
1: And let's move it on a little bit, so let's talk about life outside rugby, uh, and then life maybe after rugby, so I know you do a lot of work with Leia, yep. uh, in terms of Super Troopers and, yep. and, and programmes like that, do you enjoy the work that you do outside of the game?
0: I do, yeah, like I, I got involved with, with Super Troopers and Leia because it's obviously promoting you know, health, wellness, mm-hmm. uh, with, with young people. And I see the importance of it. I see the great school, my, my little fella and daughter are in where they, you know, every day they do mindfulness and stretch and grow and all these, you know, things. And you see the change in mood the days they do those activities than the days they don't. So, uh, you know, something I was delighted to get behind and it's something I, you know, feel strongly about and, uh, want my kids to be active and try and encourage it with, with other kids as well. So delighted to be involved with it. And, um, I suppose I'm, it teaches me a lot with with my own crew as
1: well and in terms of life post rugby is that something that you've started to think about or is that a post World Cup where you begin to kind of uh, maybe think about it
0: no I think about it a lot it's our biggest as a rugby player it's your biggest worry it's the thing you think about most Is mm-hmm. the thing you worry about most is when when you're going to have to finish and it's like that could be tomorrow uh, it could be you know we don't have any certainty in the game that we're in and uh, your contract can be just finished like that, and uh, so it's something that we worry about all the time when you're at the age I'm at now. Is you know how many more years can you get out of yourself at the top? You know you don't want to you don't want to fall below the standards that you you know you're at. Um, so for me now, it's just about how how much I can keep my body in in good condition and, and sort of keep. I want to keep getting better, and uh, but I know that there's not 10 years left. You know what I mean? You, you've got to. Start thinking about things, but I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to do. Uh, really, no. Uh, I sort of one day think I'm definitely going to do that, another day I think I'm going to do another thing. So it's uh, and when you're still playing, it's not exactly like you got offers or anything like that. So it's uh, nice. we'll see what see what happens over the next few years.
1: Okay, and um, we're delighted to see so many kind of children and stuff in the audience and lots of rugby players as well. Uh, do you have any advice for any? you know, children and young rugby players and young sports players coming up who will emulate what they see with yourself in terms of television, but what can they do with their own sports in terms of, not necessarily improving, but just, you know, a bit of enjoyment, yeah. but, you know, what tips would you have for them?
0: Well, for me, my advice would be to work hard because that's what I've always done. Like, I haven't been, I suppose, blessed with the best genetics and the best, you know, speed, all those things, but I've just worked hard for... Uh, all my career really and tried to get better every year and I think if you can do that you'll eventually get to where where you want to get to and uh, you know you see guys coming out of school at 18, 19 they just explode onto the scene and there are some people like that I mm-hmm. had to sort of grind my way through it and, and, and get my I suppose first cap for Ireland when I was 22 and uh, first Leinster cap you know proper game when I was roughly the same age so mm-hmm. I really had to bide my time but was, I suppose hard work got me to where practice you know sacrifices and all those things and uh, okay. i'm very proud of that as well
1: so it's put the hard graft in that's the that's the key unfortunately well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah.
0: there's no magic uh, one thing to do it's, it's literally just try and get better at everything and uh, you know work hard and as a parent yourself
1: do you have any advice for parents out there i'm fascinated when you
0: watch your what your watch your it's my wife there she can answer <laughs> i'm a part-time part-time dad uh, full-time rugby player um, when you watch your own children play sports are you like one of those super competitive dads no I'm, I'm the opposite I, I don't think uh, like we, I was out for dinner last night uh, with friends and we were talking about they were saying "What well, would you push Luca and your Amy into and I said look once they play something I'd like them to play as much as they can and then pick where they want to go and mm-hmm. once they try their best at whatever they do um, then I, I I, some part of me doesn't really want Luca to play rugby uh, and yeah just with the probably the expectations that could be on them, but uh, you know I'd love them to play some type of sport and enjoy it and and try and make the most out of it
1: Fantastic Folks you've been listening to the latest episode of the Real Health Podcast in association with healthcare if you have any questions you know where we are it's realhealth at independent.ie or at Carl PT on Twitter and on Instagram Uh, Johnny Sexton thank you so much for joining us uh, at the City Spectacular as one of our live guests a big uh, round of applause for Johnny Sexton everyone And folks, if you're listening in on your phones or anywhere on any podcast platform, thank you so much for listening. We're just about to break the 1.5 million listen uh, barrier something I'm very, 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 very proud of. So thank you for listening. And as ever, we shall see you next week. Slán a fóill.
0: Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.